0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
1: Believe. This episode of the Mosaic Life Podcast is brought to you by the Mosaic Life Circle. Head online to themosaiclifepodcast.com today and click Join the Circle. When you are a member of the Circle, you will be notified of brand new episodes, as well as contest announcements and merchandise deals both of which will be available on the website soon. Again, that's themosaiclifepodcast.com. Click join the circle and sign up today.
2: All right, guys, welcome back to the Mosaic Life Podcast. I'm a little sad today to say that this is the last interview that Trey and I have done together um, and that our time, my time with the podcast is, is slowly coming to an end, but I could not ask for a better guest. Today, Trey and I interviewed Tia Holmes, Tihoko, the one and the only. This woman is incredible. So she started her life uh, working in the field, uh, becoming a chef. Became a chef. Created a butchers' organization where they uh, would compete. Butchers all across the U.S. would compete with butchers around the world. Um, so she went from this this culinary uh, field and. Was called or drawn into something totally different. Um, it started out as branding and, and design, and then moved into a message. In her practice, in her in her daily life, um, the message started coming through. That She's now bringing to the world and and it's one that I highly resonate with and you can see or you can hear it in the podcast You know in the same way that trey and mike caden were just like hooked when they were talking about podcasting and technology Tia and I really synced up with some of these ideas or at least I think I I was syncing up with with what she was bringing forward. It's incredible What I want to just point out before we start the interview is She one of the things that she talks and teaches about is chaos. And I know that we're all uh, maybe I know that a lot of us are experiencing quite a bit of chaos. Your kids are getting ready to go back to school or not going back to school. You're working from home and now you've got to teach them. Um, You don't know what's happening with the coronavirus. You don't know what's happening with the government. We have a presidential election in the midst There are a lot of ways that life could be chaotic right now. One of the things we touch on in this episode and one of the things that Tia touches on in a lot of her teachings is how to use chaos, how to dissect chaos, and not get trapped habitually in the fear that comes up or 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 other patterns that come up in the chaos that cause us to perpetuate and create the same cycle of uh, of our lives. And and so this is a very important reminder at this point at this, you know, at this place that we're in as a nation, as a world um, of how to separate ourselves from what's happening or the experience of what's happening and how to use that energy to actually create what we want in our worlds. So without further ado, Enjoy episode 51 of the Mosaic Life podcast with Tia Holmes.
1: Welcome to the Mosaic
2: Life podcast. Life is an art, every moment a picture painted in time. The color, texture, lighting, all context. The Mosaic Life vision is to cast a warm glow on your masterpiece, highlighting the struggle while showcasing the culmination of years of hard work.
1: Join us for guided meditations, interviews with authors and leaders, and engaging conversation as we explore the depths of our consciousness.
2: All right, guys, welcome to the Mosaic Life Podcast. Glad to be back here with you. Trey, how's it going?
1: I'm doing great, man. How are you?
2: Feeling pretty good. I noticed a little bit of uh, of anxiety. It's been a, it's been a fast-paced day, um, but it's nice to be able to come here to record uh, our last interview together, oh. slow down and... And hang out with uh, with an amazing woman I met a couple years ago, as I was telling you, um, before we started rolling here, we met in a program. Her name's Tia Holmes, and uh, she and I, uh, we were going through a course together, and we were both at, you know, very formative. I mean, I guess we're always at formative parts of our lives, but but since that program, man, I've, I've just been connected to her and, and seeing a lot of incredible um, resources and and ideas that she's bringing into the world so I wanted to have her on and she's here with us today Tia how's it going?
0: I'm great thank you for having me.
2: Yeah yeah absolutely welcome to the Mosaic Life podcast. Um, you know just to to jump right into it I we're, we're gonna have to the, the level of uh, language that you bring to to life it just blows my mind and that's what i said to you when i invited you on to the podcast so i want to i want to dive into how you describe what you're currently bringing to the world and then trey and i are going to dissect it and bring it into layman's terms so that we can you so we can comprehend and digest it uh, but yeah like you know at this point in your life with everything that you've you've learned and and, and what are you what are you bringing forward as a teacher as a guide to the world
0: what I'm really passionate about, and what I feel I'm here to do, is to help people integrate with a stream of divine consciousness and perspective. Um, a real true understanding of what's possible for them, in the sense of um, curating their own consciousness, uh, you know, expressing that through entrepreneurship, finding their soul purpose, um, understanding you know, core creation fields like money or, um, art or, you know, just like root energies. Um, and so I'm really here for divine essence is, is what I say when I ask myself what I'm committed to. Um, it really is that. Um, and so from there, a lot, a lot is built upon that. Um, but that is the, the message I've been hearing for the last couple of years and the, the, the train of thought that I constantly follow is that I just have to keep pulling back um, to understand what's happening underneath everything that I see around me.
2: Mm. Yeah. Wow. So observing the world and then connecting to this divine stream, as you said, and then giving that to people in a way that they can, that can impact their life and help them to live a deeper sense of their own purpose.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and discovery for themselves. Yeah. Instead of like saying, this is how, this is how it is.
2: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's awesome. And I've noticed that too. I've, I've done a couple or, or uh, I've done one of your, um, four day courses that you offer for free, actually on your website, the pure money recode. And that's what it felt like for me. It was, it was a discovery. Like you were bringing forward this, this idea, this topic and this framework to look at it, but I, I was connecting to it in my own way. Like, I guess right. like we tend to do. Um, so Trey and I, we actually started this podcast in, in, um, in, in spirit of, or in respect to practice and uh, specifically, our meditation practice and how that brought us closer to our own consciousness, to to more to peace. And so, when you talk about connecting to a divine stream, my first question, personally, is what type of practice do you utilize in order to um, to to do this uh, in a in a um, repetitive manner, right? So to be able to do it at will, essentially, and 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 you know, to keep, how do you How do you keep yourself in check, so to speak? You know, we need to have these practices so that we know we're, in my opinion, so that we can sense that we're coming from this divine spirit or divine essence versus from ego or something different. So I'm curious about your practice in particular.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I have a daily meditation or ritual that I engage in. I was really, really not strict about it, but committed to it um, when I started working with this concept, um, it would look something like, you know, um, twice a day in the morning setting my my day with calling in or communicating with my divine spark, which is just only me. And then um, from there, I started to communicate with abundance consciousness, daily um, money and just listening to be shown in my life um, what it is that I need to see experience so from there it was interesting because it kind of moved from you know this this feeling where I really really had to sit down every day and like set aside time for this ritual to a co-creational communication with my life field Um, throughout the day. So I started to feel less pressured or compelled to kind of have these really, um, disciplined rituals. And then it started to move into more of, of like just a way of, of living. So now I've trained myself to be really, uh, just in that mental space all the time, but I do connect with, you know, at least twice a day with the energies of, of what I am communicating with, which is my, myself, right. And then my, my businesses, which are, you know, their own sort of entities.
1: So Tia, I will be the very first to admit, and then Ernie will surely second that, you know, <laughs> when it, when it comes to, you know, divinity, divine spark, I, I'm a complete layman. I, you know, I, I do run my own business and I, I Ernie, like Ernie mentioned, we connected over meditation. So as somebody who is in pursuit of their own meaning, their own, you know, building their own financial stability, but they, in regard to meditation, they do it for relaxation. How do you gently, you know, introduce somebody to your practices so they can feel those benefits without being overwhelmed by, this is, uh, this is my ignorance, you know, spirituality or, or something that they just don't completely understand.
0: Hmm. Um, Yeah, great question. So, I mean, I would start by explaining the philosophy behind what it is that you're actually looking at. Um, You know, when you are in meditation, just say for relaxation and you're calling upon, I mean, you could call it the higher self. So maybe there are just terms that are more um, well used in, in normal meditation or not normal, but just like mainstream meditation practice you know, it would be like connecting with your quote-unquote higher self. Um, And I think people would understand that. So then from there, um, instead of passive meditation, where you are just sitting there to maybe be focused on your breath or pay attention to, um, you know, the levels of stress in your body, it would move from an active form of, of meditation to you're utilizing that time to to build the architecture of your your universe of your internal universe, and then and then be in a place where you are sitting to discover and connect with yourself, that higher self in yourself that is going to help guide you through your day um, and connect you with what it is that you desire.
1: Obviously, we all. Want to find that piece of us that that helps us find that that comfort and that that appreciation for life, and so having that that coach and that guide that 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 helps. Um, I, I know I still have a lot to learn, so I'm sure I'm going to have many more questions on the subject. But thank you for that primer. Oh yeah, <laughs> ask away. <laughs>
2: yeah, okay. So I really like that explanation there, and and what I think, if I'm filtering it through my own experience, that you're trying to say, or maybe maybe are saying rather, is that there's this aspect of meditation that is um, is relaxing, and it it could be. Um, you could also say it's it's connecting to your higher self, and then there's this there's this ability to use it while you while you're tapped in, so to speak, uh, mm-hmm. and then and then ask questions or set intentions or look for mm-hmm. certain uh, certain uh, messages to to um, to utilize in your life or or particularly in your day day to day.
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, it's it's like a form of technology. You could look at it that way. I feel that um, technology and the internet really is a way for... I mean, it has, so, it has done so much for our consciousness in that if you look at the way that it operates, um, you can see a lot of really clear translations to help you understand how it can be worked. Like, if you looked at... It meditation as a form of technology, you could say that you know, it, there could be programs that were run uh, or running for relaxation, and then there could be programs that are running for you know, actually writing code and constructing, um, you know, what it is that you want to create. And in that sense, you know, tapping into your own internal operating system as you do when you're in meditation really is, is that access point.
2: Yeah, that is so solid. You know, I'm really interested just from what I've seen of you. One, you you uh, you do talks, I'll just say, where you go live on Facebook or you go live on Zoom um, and you share something that's coming, really poignant coming through. Uh, you also have different like, scents, like different sprays, and then you also have I'm by this part of it because when I first the the YouTube videos is what I'm about to talk about, but but I'm fascinated by that part because you you upload these YouTube videos to your channel, um, and then they have a a name, so maybe it's abundance, uh, frequency, or something to that nature, and you can Mm -hmm. of course clear up all the the mud that I'm putting in here, but but uh, you know just. in respect to the the fragrances and in respect to the the music on the YouTube videos, like what's, what, what's happening there? What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) What are you up to? (laughs) I'm really curious. What
0: is the point of all this?
2: Yeah.
0: Um, (laughs) Well, it's funny because it's so, it's so interesting. It's, it's so interesting for me to hear this because of course, everything makes perfect sense to me, but I actually, actually love these questions because it's so helpful to me um, to think of it in this way. So many years ago, a couple of years ago, before I started doing any of the work I'm doing now, what I my big aha epiphany was around manifesting and the fact that I was multidimensional. So my my quote unquote hero's journey story, you know, when you're out there telling your story of like, oh, how you you ran up and hit the wall and overcame it. My story was. Uh, when I realized seven years ago that I had built a career that I was very successful at, um, that I had been focused on since I was 12 years old to become a chef. And, you know, I opened a butcher shop. I wrote a book. I did all these things like in the food industry where that was my dream. And then I... I was, um, kind of got to the end of all the goals that I had set out for myself my entire life. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. and I was miserable. I mean, it was like being in a living hell. I hated, um, the way that, you know, my schedule, um, I was like disconnected from my emotions, um, because I had to push myself so hard, all these things. And, And I just thought, how is this possible? I mean, I have always been able to create anything that I could dream of. And I thought I wanted this and, and look at what my life has become. And, and I started to really, um, Pay attention to the fact that we were multi that we created multidimensionally and that I had only been paying attention to one <laughs> very small aspect of who I was. And from there, I wanted to create programs and experiences that address the multidimensional nature of how we create. So most often people use their minds to think and maybe they understand enough to know that. They need to have physical activity and they, you know, they need to have hobbies and they kind of, you know, diversify on, on a really mental level. But we aren't paying attention to the fact that, you know, we're creating through um, all of our senses, through, you know, different timelines that are active around us, through the energies that we can um you know, on a sub whether we're aware of it or not, but through the different forms of of energies that are active around us, like the collective or, you know, constellations of of people who join together and create things and so on and so forth. So I thought my goal was going to be to understand all those aspects of myself and truly master um, creation. So I created these videos to allow people a way to tune into like divine communication without language. Hmm. Um, Because, you know, the divine is like a really root essence of who we are. And so it speaks to us in images and colors, you know, it's like the the, um, communication of our intuition. And often we don't understand what it means. We don't have a way to interpret it's because we're trying to filter it through like a human, um, frame. And so I created these, um, this program called dark wonderland where it has elixirs that, um, you can watch and use in ritual along with all of these divine frequency activations that have videos with music and images. And you're not meant to know anything but what you know from it (laughs) you Mm.
2: know yeah 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 I love that that idea of literally going into a wonderland with it so having having this idea that I'm diving in and whatever happens happens Um, that that kind of mentality um, seems to be uh, really fulfilling when it comes to connecting to what's what's uh, what is divine, you know. Like, I'm, I'm, there's there's got to be a level of trust there or faith in the fact yeah. that whatever I get from this is is what I was supposed to get from it. Whatever I, you know, whatever comes up is is what's necessary.
0: Yeah, big time. Faith and trust. You're absolutely right. It is one of the key principles of our ability to connect with with that energy for sure.
1: And I'm sure that was so. Un- Important to you, uh, you know. As you, uh, going back, you mentioned you checked off all these goals as you were coming up, uh, becoming a chef, writing a book, and you you were you're miserable, miserable, and that just seems to be such a common theme in the work environment uh, nowadays. And I, I know so many people who have been laid off in the past month or two just simply because of COVID. And Realizing the burden of not having an income at yet the same time, having the relief of not having to deal with that same stress and anxiety every single day. So for you learning this early on, you know, what did it take for you to make the leap, you know, going from security to what can potentially be an abundance of insecurity, but knowing that this was, you know, the right thing for you to do?
0: Yeah, interesting question. Because COVID is actually the thing that helped me take the final leap. I've, I'm, I'm really kind of out there, but really, really practical at the same time. <laughs> I think that's a bit of my magic, <laughs> is because I can, you know, have all of these like fun ideas and concepts, and then yet it doesn't really do much if I can't ground it into into life, into action, into practicality. And so um, I worked, you know, I was a part of three, the three businesses that I um, owned, you know, or started in some capacity for the entirety of those seven years. So I continued to kind of like pull back or diversify, um, you know, start working on other projects when I could, you know, learn to give up responsibilities. Um, but I didn't take like the final final leap until COVID hit because I didn't understand why I was doing all of the things that I was doing until COVID happened. Um, that's the thing. The funny thing about intuition um, and kind of going with your gut is that you know these. These linear timelines where we think we know exactly how it's going to turn out never really happen like that. And so you have to be comfortable enough to make decisions um, and do things and not know why you need to do them. Um, Like the faith and trust that just came up. uh, And then something will show up in your life and you'll be like, holy crap. No wonder I've been obsessed with learning online businesses for the last you know, seven years, no wonder I finally felt like it was time for me to go all into my business a year ago, because if I hadn't done that for myself in this very moment, I would be absolutely screwed.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, yeah. that's, a, that's a point that Ernie and I harp on all the time. You need to do the work now. So in the future you can receive those dividends. And like you just said, if you didn't put in all of that work in years past, you you'd be wanting something right now, but not having the resource to accomplish it.
0: Yeah. Or I would just be kind of forced to, to, um, uh, you know, make, I, I wouldn't have the freedom to make the decisions, um, that I do. I mean, of course we all do this in our own way. Um, but I had dedicated myself a year ago. I had not a year, it was actually in 2019 was the year of, um, intuition only based decisions. So it looked like, <laughs> it looked like I was doing a lot of crazy you know, things that didn't make a lot of logical sense.
2: <laughs> yeah, I can kind of, uh, vibe with that you know as you might have gleaned from our language before the podcast and as we started the podcast today um this is our last interview together trey and i and yeah. i've i've decided to to step away from the podcast mm-hmm. and um it, it and and other things uh, in my life to uh, and, and to 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 get closer to like the source of it the source of myself and then like what the next step what the what the more what the more resonant step in my mm-hmm. life is, is to be. Um, and that's, and it seems crazy, especially after a year of hard work that Trey and I put in, and this momentum that we've built. Um, but on the other side of things, it's like, it's a really strong calling. Like for me, it's, it's, right. I, I can't, I can't quite articulate all of it, but I know this is what like is necessary. And then I have this, this five month container that I've set up for myself to, to really um, shed a lot of the excess that I keep, keep bringing in, you know, in terms of, uh, trying to build X, Y, Z and do it the way that you're supposed to do it. Da, 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 da. Um, so, so one of the, one of the things I've been, you know, interested in leading up to this conversation with you is to get your take on, uh, maybe even advice you might say, like on, on, on what a person might do to, when, when they have these, these, let's say crazy ideas that, that they need to move jobs or that they need to start doing this or that to to how to create their own. um, I might be stepping ahead here, but but to create their own like, you know, rituals or routines around like stepping into the divine energy of themselves, their higher selves um, in order to be moving forward in the most authentic way, whether it is through something scary or whether it is through something that seems strange.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah so it just it takes a lot of practice one of the most important things i feel that we're all going to need to to do moving forward um, is get really clear on our like clear a lot of energy we need to learn how to read energy because we're in the age of of illusion i've been saying this for a while now um i've been thinking about it in regards to my children for uh, quite some time and I didn't even realize how profound how profound it is so everywhere we look you know all that we see are um, our lives and structures of illusion uh, you know active through through politics through I mean you name it everywhere right it's going to be very hard to to know what is, actually real and for that reason i think we all need to learn how to really read energy Um, that's super important and we need to learn how to understand the communication of our intuition which is our soul um, speaking to us and trying to guide us to the places that we you know the position that we need to be or that we want to be um, connected to the reason why we came here and so i would say the most um The best way to start doing that. Um, and I had a, I did a podcast episode on this actually, um, when I had my own podcast, like a year ago called the three C's, which was, um, about, you know, connecting to yourself, um, connecting to your divine spark or language, um, clearing off what needed to be cleared and then creating. So that just looks like, uh, you know, sitting in meditation, allowing yourself to, to call in your divine communication. You can ask to hear only what you need to hear, only what is there for you. Um, I see a lot of people get really caught up in confusion because they spend a lot of time kind of traveling into the astral and trying to connect with different guides and, and, you know, God knows what, um, I'm really, really, kind of a stickler on, on only hearing what is for you. Um, and so I would say that out loud, you know, at, when I was sitting in meditation and then, you know, just listen, um, you know, kind of watch the energy that needs to go, go, uh, you know, set the intention to clear what should be cleared. And then say, for example, you're like, I want to,
1: you know, kind of
0: leave this podcast that I've been working really hard on it. I don't understand why, but I just feel like I need to, uh, you know, in that space, you would say, uh, what do you have to show me? What do you have to tell me? Um, I want to do X, Y, Z. What do I need to do? What action do I need to take today to um, move me forward? in that direction and then just go with what you hear. And so it's always like the first thought that comes to you is the most pure. And then the mind comes in and starts to unravel everything, um, that, you know, because it, it kind of goes against the safety, the safety net of of like human programming. And so you'll start thinking, Oh no, that doesn't make sense. That's crazy. What, (laughs) What will people think? Um, You know, all those things. So you have to learn Mm -hmm. to train yourself to hear the gut, you know, which is the first thought and just go with it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think we we have a natural tendency as human beings to 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 notice those things. But we are so quick to to be like, this is that I can't do it because of this. It means Mm -hmm. that about me. Uh, And I love I love that feedback, because one of the things I've been working on myself personally is uh, is creating some type of prayer so i have i have the kundalini yoga practice that i do every morning but before that i'm look i'm i'm like i've i've created time to walk and pray essentially and and i'm um, i'm not i don't i don't identify with any certain religion so i've been looking for a, my own way to really do this and and i love that idea of clearing out the energies clearing out what doesn't serve me what is not me and asking for just a little bit of insight for what you know what i can bring to this day mhm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a powerful practice. It changed my, it really changed my life um, when I started using it because I would sit every morning. I would um, say, "Okay, this is what I desire to create. What do I need to do?" And I would hear a thought, and I would go and do it. And yeah, it led it led me on the most crazy year, um, but it complete. I ended up like in one place and then all the way across <laughs> across the world, like, you know, as far as having a different life mm. um as a result of living that way for a year it was very confusing though. I mean it was difficult for me. Even.
2: Yeah. And I just want to point out too, I don't want to like take over the conversation, but just from my perspective, um what I see from you like going from one place to a complete uh, different section of the world um, I, I just noticed you bringing so much value not only uh, not only f- f- of the times that I've listened and been like holy cow that's like the next thing I really needed to hear right now but but also the people that are that are following along with you and and the people that are commenting and talking um, you know, in, in the threads that I specifically see on Facebook. Um, I told you this like before that I just love the your knack for branding. But what I feel from it is that's just, that's a, that's a creative skill or, or maybe it's a calling or some sort, but then you also have this tremendous value. So I, I feel the need to, to articulate that because some people listening to this might be like, what the hell are we even talking about right now? <laughs> but, but if you can like just engage with it, um, and see how other people engage with it and the impact that it's having that there's the, the way that you're bringing it forward is, is, um, is pure, you know, is authentic because it, it's, it's, you can feel it, you can sense it and you, and you can experience it when, when you engage with it.
0: Mm, thank you. Yeah. That sounds really amazing to hear because I'm obsessed with purity um, actually. And you're right. Branding is to me, like, one aspect of, you know, the clothes that your business wears, you know, I, I think it, it has a lot to do with frequency and, and vibration. And, and I love, I love to do it because people, I believe, pick up on that and connect with your work as a result. But it, it is um, most likely something that I'll be phasing out over the next couple of years. And I'll, I'm going to move into focusing on you
1: know sharing the things that you've discussed, certainly, yeah, right on. You just launched a new podcast, right?
0: I had a podcast um, that I no longer do, but I am going to be uh, launching one called Omen actually in probably the next month or so.
1: That's great. What's a uh, what what format are you, or I guess, are you? Is it, yeah, what format are you taking with it? What uh, what value are you providing for your audience? If you just want to talk a little bit about that, I'm curious.
0: Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's really interesting because we have this time that we're in that's full of chaos and predictions and conspiracy theories. And, uh, you know, we're watching a lot of programs being uprooted. And OMEN is going to be about how to utilize... Um, chaos and the future moment to create what you want to create. So, how not to get get caught up in these these prophecies, right? And take a position of actual divine power where you can rest in the place and understand that um, your choice to curate your own consciousness, your choice to understand what power actually is, um, can can change your timeline, right? So it's going to be about, um, you know, how do we actually do this? How do we live in times like this and actually understand the power that we have to, to make change?
1: Yeah, that's, that's awesome. You're absolutely right. These times, if we can find a little bit of clarity or a little bit of, or make a little bit of sense about everything that's going on, you know, just being a conduit for that, I think is going to be a huge value to people who, who need that information.
2: Can you, are you willing to talk? Maybe it would take away from your, your subject matter that you're bringing forward on the podcast, but, but chaos was a, was huge for me in the, in the pure money recode that on that, in that first video, that kind of just stuck with me for, it's stuck with me since I listened to it two months ago and, and has been a, a really strong, um, I don't know, buoy for me, like to look at the way I'm interacting with things when they're going wrong or when things are troubling. So I'm just curious if, if you might uh, expand on what you mean when you talk about how we can utilize chaos to bring forward this other type of life.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so chaos is a really big deal. Um, this has been a total game changer in my life to understand the energy of chaos. And I think that in these times, um, making peace with it and understanding it from a peer perspective is going to be something that is so, so needed. So, you know, the thing with chaos is that it's unpleasant, it's terrifying, um, it turns our world upside down and we try to find ourselves in it so that we can make it stop, um, you know, or, or have some level of control over, over what's happening. What I learned about chaos is and there are many things I could say, but probably the biggest game changer for me was learning how to not identify with it, how to not define who I am as a result of it. So so say, for example, something crazy is happening (laughs) in my life, you know, not to be like, oh my gosh, I screwed up. Oh, I'm a bad person. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, my, my family is angry and freaking out. And, and this means that I did something wrong. What do I need to learn as a result of this chaos and never happen again? And that is the thing that is like a total game changer. You cannot learn lessons from chaos because it's chaos right? Chaos is chaos. There's nothing to learn from chaos. The only thing to learn from it is a choice. Um, how to take that energy and, and fuel it towards what it is that you want to create? So in those moments when you are experiencing chaos, most often what we do is we prophesize. Um, that's what, why this, um, podcast is going to be called Omen. Uh, we say, oh my gosh, this is gonna, you know, what happened last time is gonna happen again. Or this person in my life who's being difficult and causing all this chaos, he always does this. She always does this. I know how this is gonna turn out. Um, That is where you've lost the battle with chaos, like immediately, because if you can sit in it and have it mean nothing, um, not dictate a future moment decision, um, if you can release the, the trauma, um, you know, the trauma reaction in your body um, and instead of going down a spiral, take all of that energy, you know, imagine that energy like um, like say you had a current of energy that was like a timeline, you know, and it's moving, moving forward. And we've decided that we want something different in our life. And in order for us to get it, the timeline that we're writing has to be destroyed. So you see, you know, I'm just trying to give you a visual, like this electric, this current of, of electricity, and then there's a point where it, it's a point of destruction and a point of creation where the the, the current explodes and all of the energy is released. And it's all there available to be kind of swept up and crafted into a choice. Um, Once it's pulverized, that's chaos. That's the moment of chaos. So actually when chaos is happening, it's like if you can look at it like raw material for creation and it's the result of the fact that you're trying to manifest, but most manifesting (laughs) teachers don't actually understand or even teach that if you want a new, you know, life, the foundation you're standing on has to be destroyed. That doesn't, it's not all like, you know, puppy dogs and rainbows. Like it's actually a very difficult, disruptive experience to completely change. a pattern when you're stuck in it. So from that perspective, understanding chaos in that way was a total game changer for me because I kept um, actively trying to create because I'm obsessed with it. But I didn't understand why my life was always so chaotic. I mean, I used to sit, you know, and literally call to the heavens and just be like, why I'm a good person. <laughs> mm-hmm. Please, somebody make this stop. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like always, oh, you know, just this like soul-wrenching torture that I felt about the chaos that I was would experience. Um, and then I understood, I was like, well, oh, holy shit. This is what I I'm creating this because I am not passive in my um, desire, but I am just not fully understanding of, of the nuance
2: here. Wow. Yeah. the <laughs> I love this so much. Thank you. The, the visual I'm getting for myself is like imagining this small room, like four walls and no windows and, and someone just jumping or dumping uh, a thousand bouncy balls into this room (laughs) and and you're just sitting in the middle and typically or typically I'm sitting in the middle and I've got to like grab some bouncy balls so I feel some semblance of safety and structure and then I could say oh I learned a lesson here's the bouncy ball I can show for it but Mm -hmm. but the other side of it might be developing some machine that pulls the kinetic energy from these bouncy balls as they hit the wall and then using that energy to create something from it. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a crazy visual but uh, that's what the experience that I got from it
0: yeah uh, it makes you, perfect sense it to me. Today. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> it's
2: yeah. so hard man it's so hard like when things go wrong then we've got to make them right or, or, or we think we do right. or, like we've got we've got to put our minds around it and and then create some type of path forward and and like you said Tia it's it's a uh, it's typically a path that we've taken in the past out of the same chaos that we're going to perpetuate by simply taking the same fucking path
0: yep yeah so what I'll just give you an example of this um, so I was what I did when I when I finally when, when this finally clicked with me so not to share too much personal information I was in a situation where the people around me were um, arguing and um, you know people that I love, and it, it, it was at this point where I felt that things were going to get really um, unpleasant. And my normal reaction was to go into this. Like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not just here. You know, I'm just start freaking out s- silently inside of myself. You know, I'm just sitting in my backyard and um <laughs> are two really people who are really headstrong outspoken and all this stuff and I am you know I'm like a kind of an introvert I'm Virgo I like to keep the peace um I you know it's just very not me to like be in that scenario so I start kind of freaking out um you know my body starts freaking out and I'm just wanting to avoid at any cost this confrontation that I this impending scenario that I think is going to be really unpleasant. And, and what I did when I realized that I was doing it again, that I was, you know, prophesizing about what was going to happen is I stopped and I just like sat there and did not respond and did not engage in any of it. Um, even though people were trying to pull me in and I, I watched all of the energy around me kind of come into my space and I, I said aloud what I wanted to happen. Mm. So I was like, I'm going to come outside. I went up to my room. I said, I'm going to go outside. And in 15 minutes, um, these two people are going to be talking to each other. Um, It's going to be over. Uh, They're going to be getting along and, and that's it, you know? And I kind of watched that energy, come from me like like I watched my fear ripple out like a like a wave and instead of holding it I let it become the reality so I kind of took all of that chaos and fear and I put it into this vision that I had Um, and I got specific about what I wanted to see happen And then I, I remember getting up and walking outside after I left my room (laughs) and exactly what I had envisioned was happening. Um, and these people were talking, it was the mood had totally changed. Uh, you know, it was like, and I was like, holy shit, you know, like I can actually change, change my reality by, by intending what I want to, to experience. Um,
2: and it was really, it was really like kind of crazy. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I, I totally vibe with this because my, I, I, I experienced this with my family sometimes too. And I realized that there's a certain level of not a certain level. There's it's entirely our, our ability to, to cut off the habitual e- egoic or nature, let's say for lack of a better term. And then, and then implement a different way of being into that moment. Mm -hmm. And that it can completely like this, this visual you're giving about like the fear going out and like taking over the space or taking over the room. Mm -hmm. Like I've had that experience with my family. And then it just, in a matter of a few minutes, like everything just suddenly you could feel it like a tide receding, just Mm -hmm. falling down. And it's so crazy, man. I I don't want to get too esoteric. I know, um, sometimes this, This, these types of conversations can feel like, um, feel, I don't know, fake or just made up or like poetry that that there's not, not, not a real sense of what, what you're speaking and what I'm speaking in the reality of it, but there's, there's a, there's a, there's a slowing down that can happen within our bodies, within our perception that allows for us to, to read, you know, the, the energy, so to speak, uh. From the room, or from the people, or from yourself, or from what's happening.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: Now,
2: Tia, what do you, you think, Trey?
1: It's fascinating. I'm I'm sitting back and I'm taking it all in. And, you know, as I mentioned, this is I, uh, you know, I'm a layman and uh, this is uh, a world that I'm, I'm not super familiar with. But I, I like having <clears throat> an open mind, and I, I like introducing myself to new ways of of bettering and, and, uh, succeeding in, in what I, I set out to pursue. And, and so I guess along with that, Tia, um, you know, you mentioned you're a coach, correct? And so how would, when you, when you take a client on and you work them through these, these beginning steps, you know, how does that look for somebody who may think that they, they may be able to, uh, you know, benefit from, from working with you?
0: Yeah. So I have, many different ways that I work with people. Um, If you wanted to learn from me around abundance, consciousness, or money, I have a program where you go through a series of um, introductions to different um, practices and energies, and then I would help coach along uh, in in an environment like. So I have a couple of different containers like that. One of them is about abundance consciousness, another is about divine power. Um, And then I do have some one-on-one containers where someone can work with me, say, in a month. Um, I have a a container called The Dark Mirror, where I just have one-on-one sessions with people and really follow the threads of what it is that they want to accelerate past. So say, for example, you were just like, okay, I really want to get over this habit in my life. I want to get over, um, you know, this challenge, or I want to create, you know, something very specific. I would work with that person one-on-one and kind of track the, uh, track the, the things or the behaviors or the beliefs or, you know, the habits that are blocking the ability for the person to kind of put that issue to bed over, you know, four or five sessions, um, depending on how, how someone wanted to work. So I have group containers and, and one-on-one. And so really what that looks like to answer your question specifically (laughs) is, (laughs) is getting to know, um, where you're at and then helping you get where you need to go. So it's really personalized in, in the
1: one environment. That's great. And, uh, where, where, yeah, you mentioned, you know, a number of different offerings you have, where's the best place for people to find those?
0: Um, they can find information about working with me on my website, the So, um, and then I also have my website, tihoko.com, which is more geared towards design. Uh, but my program information is on the tribunic.
1: That's awesome. And, and I, I I did check out your tihoko website. And it looks very nice. That's um, so why I wanted to compliment you on that.
0: Thank you. Yeah.
2: Trey is a web, website extraordinaire, so he's one. Oh, really? <laughs> no, yeah.
0: <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. So then I'll take your compliment with uh, much more.
1: <laughs> Good. Good. Yeah.
2: Uh, this is, this is great. Uh, you know, I wonder, uh, I wonder if there's any, you, you, you know, this question is to you, Trey. Um, we, we have plenty of incredible conversations about, you know, pr- progressing our lives. And I know that when, when it gets to this like energetic talk, sometimes, uh, it's like a stretch, um, just because it's it's a strange, it's just it's a stark difference between like the, the structure of like this is how i implement my day and to 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 the sensing nature i guess i'm just curious as to like what what stands out to you what you're most curious about in terms of what tia is bringing forward
1: well, I think, you know, a, a common thread that I've been trying to, to tug at in my mind a little bit is, you know, setting intention. And you can call it, you can use whatever word you'd like for that. And so that's that's where I find myself resonating the most with this. And, you know, whether it's through meditation or, you know, verbalization of, of setting your intent, that's what I what I, I really like to hear. And I, I think that's, you know, common throughout all philosophies and, and religions. So I don't know so much that, you know, I have a, a question or whether or not it's just an observation that I, I and to you correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, setting your intentions, you know, t- into what exactly you want to accomplish. That is, you know, one of the core tenets of, of what we're discussing here. Correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's extremely, yeah. that's extremely helpful. And that, you know, I often find myself, you know, I mentioned, through meditation, I find that relaxation, but I often find myself as much as I try not to really focusing on things that I want to accomplish. And so that, that is become very powerful for me. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, it is. I mean, I know that people, a lot of people like to use meditation as just a way to relax, but Um, like I said, for me, it has always been a little bit more active and I think setting intention in meditation is a really powerful way to, um, get started, right? Like with seeing what you're capable of, what's possible in that space.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: This has been incredible for me. I'll be the first to say thank you so much for coming on and being my my official Last interview, um, one of one of my favorite, if not my favorite, by far. I just love the subject matter that you bring forward and the way that you you bring it forward. It's like, it it's so, it has such a different texture to it that it it, that I, for me personally, I can receive it in 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 a different way than than other people who have been trying to say similar things or maybe actually not not saying it at all because some of what you say I, I haven't really ever heard. Um, but thank you for coming on, nonetheless, nonetheless, and and being with us today. It's been great.
1: Yeah, truly. Yeah,
0: thank you so much
1: for having me. T, you know, I know I you mentioned uh, your websites, but uh, if people want to connect with you or, or find you online, what is the best place to to do so? And of course, we'll include all this in the show notes too.
0: Yeah, so you can always email me and find me at hello at tihoco. So that's t i h o c o dot com. Um, you can find me on Facebook as Tia Marie, actually, and then I'm on Instagram, and any of my websites kind of link to all the other, all the other places. Um, so I would say if you're interested in hearing more, you can find me on one of my websites and then go to my YouTube channel, um, see some videos about concepts that I've shared, um. And then end up if you're on Facebook land, uh, you can join some groups or um, you know, just reach out to me directly, and I will. I get back to
1: everybody. I read all my emails personally, so um,
0: any you know person that wants to connect, I would love to. Hear.
1: That's awesome! Thank you! Thank you again! Seriously.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me.
2: Awesome. Yeah. Take care, everyone. Thank you for tuning in today. It's been great. And we'll and uh, Trey, you, you will see them next time. <laughs> I will. I, I will. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: yeah. Right on. Thank you, guys.
0: All right. Bye.
1: See ya. Another huge thank you to Tia. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. If you would like to learn more about Tia and her work, please check out her website and her social media, Uh, which is all linked in the show notes. And of course, while you're on the Instagram and the Facebook, make sure you find the Mosaic Life podcast. Search for One Mosaic Life on Instagram and the Mosaic Life podcast on Facebook. And if you want to learn more about the podcast, please visit themosaiclifepodcast.com. And while you're there, sign up for The Circle so you'll be notified of brand new episodes and contest announcements when they come out. And last but not least, if you enjoyed this podcast or any of our other episodes, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That goes a very long way in helping us reach more people just like yourself and also attract more and more interesting podcast guests last but not least it is bittersweet that I wish Ernie the best of luck in his future endeavors and adventures as he mentioned this was his last interview at least for the foreseeable future we'll see if I can pull him back once or twice down the line Ernie it's been nothing but a pleasure I truly appreciate you helping to build this platform this meaningful endeavor that we have put together. There's nothing that I have ever been more proud of, and I really look forward to continuing to grow it into the future and providing value to those who listen. So again, from the bottom of my heart, man, thank you so, so much, and I wish you nothing but the best in the future. Thank you all again. I truly hope this finds you well, and I look forward to being back with you next week. Until then, take care, do better, and be well.